This Tailgate Society podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Deadeye Premium Barbecue Products. Born in Iowa and made in the heartland, Deadeye is your go-to source for everything barbecue. Sauces, seasonings, you name it. They've made a science out of great grilling flavor. It's more than a sauce. Whether you're cooking sliders, dogs, steak, or chicken, Deadeye has the explosive flavor needed to make every dish delicious. Try a splash of their sweet and smoky original recipe or turn up the heat with their Magnum Edition barbecue sauce. Both flavors are available in seasonings as well as sauces. So pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com. You're listening to Sports and Corks. Um, we're back for another episode. This is Emily Cornell. And I'm Emily Jarenka. We're going to start with college basketball. Um... For as long as we'll be able to talk about college basketball for the next couple of weeks. Uh, very weird. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, as of now, um, the NCAA has said that games will be played without fans, but um, I don't think it's out of the woods yet. I feel like there's still a chance that the tournament could get postponed or canceled. Um, just because things with the whole outbreak have been changing so quickly. Um, so it's kind of hard to know what will happen there. But anyways, um, <laughs> recent results. Um, so Ohio State lost at Michigan State um, for their uh, senior night. So it was only fitting for Michigan State to win at home that night. Um, just a, an emotional night for them. And, like, Cassius Winston, um, when I was like reading about this and you know just thinking back to the beginning of the year with his brother like I can only imagine like how emotional that night was for him and like the other his like teammates Mm -hmm. Um, yeah that had to have been tough um so UNC Duke um that didn't end up being really a great game I guess (laughs) um (laughs) Duke dominant um, there, which isn't too surprising. I mean, I guess I was expecting UNC to have more fight like they did before. You thought it'd be closer, yeah. Yeah, like, it was... uh, Yeah, I really expected it to be a closer game. I almost expected UNC to come in and just shock everyone and beat Duke, especially after Duke had just lost to Wake Forest and NC State. I was like, ah, yeah, Duke is like... We're going to win the ACC. It's fine. It's all fine. We don't care about these games. We got to rest up. And then they were like, ah, oh, JK, we still want to beat UNC. Yeah, they definitely did. <laughs> um, and then kind of a historic thing that happened this week. Iowa State women's basketball um, beat, Baylor, beat Baylor by one point, um, which ended a 58-game regular season winning streak for Baylor. So uh, kind of a you know bummer for Baylor women's basketball, but um, very exciting time for Iowa State women's basketball. And Iowa State fans, man, they needed that win. Um, I don't know if you folks, you all have heard us talk about various Iowa State games. Um, as you notice, Iowa State is not a weekly occurrence for us. They are going through it uh, from football to men's basketball. Like it's just not a good time. Um, it's not terrible. I say it like they're going like the men's basketball team went seven and twenty five or twenty three, but um, they really aren't. They just 
got knocked out of the Big 12 tournament, though. So we're, we're looking at Baylor and Kansas in the final, I would assume. The, we're not to that point where we know who's going to be in the Big 12 championship. But, like, if I had to make an educated guess, we're going to see that matchup again, and that's kind of fun. And then just WCC results, Gonzaga um, won that tournament. Um, they had a close game uh, against USF. That was very stressful to watch. Um, but then when they played St. Mary's last night, um, they were pretty dominant. So um, that game wasn't stressful to watch, which is good. Um, so I believe it was their 23rd um, straight WCC championship appearance. Um, so that's very exciting for them. Um, nice to get that win after St. Mary's um, won the WCC championship last year. Um, so, good time to be a Zags fan. Um, in general, not a great time to be a college basketball fan. Uh, today, the NCAA announced that uh, turn- the tournament will be held without fans. Um, and then conference tournaments, some of them are now backtracking and not having fans either. Um, those are going on currently. So, it's just a very strange circumstance to be in. Yeah, it's... It's very bizarre to just, like, think about the tournament without fans because a lot of going to a game is the fan experience. So it's just very odd to think about games without them. And they're talking about the, like, Final Four and the final being in, uh, in like, smaller venues because mm-hmm. you don't necessarily need a huge yeah. arena when <laughs> you... You don't need oh. a football stadium. No, not, not even a little bit. So I think that would be wise for the NCAA to use like a small, just to use smaller venues since they're not allowing fans into any of the games, um, assuming they carry on with the tournament. Yeah. Assuming, um, I don't know. I feel like there's a chance that it'll get canceled. Maybe I, I feel like it'd be hard. It'd be something that'd be difficult to postpone just due to like the venue space and then bloody. Um, and then also players just graduating and all that. Yes, yeah. and preparing for the draft. But I guess yeah. if, like, the NBA season is suspended and they push that back, then they could that might work out for the college students. But I don't know. I see it both ways where, like, the NCAA is like, we actually can't risk uh, these students, these uh, coaches, this staff. Like, we can't risk them getting exposed to the virus, but I can also see, and, and because they have their rainy day fund of like an obscene amount of money, like it's, they won't be hurting too bad, but I can also see how they're like, well, really they're not going to be affected by anyone or they won't affect anyone because it'll be a closed environment. I don't know. I don't even know what to say. (laughs) It's definitely a shock. Like, it has been a shocking couple of days. I think this will be one of those things that 20 years down the line, you'll be like, oh, I remember what was happening when, like, you know, this became, like, a pandemic and everything was affected. Like, countries are basically shutting down, like, not letting anyone in and um, sports aren't being played. I mean, we'll remember that because... We won't have any sports to watch, which, like, that's fine if it means keeping people safe and healthy, but 
Um, it's definitely not something we'll forget anytime soon. Um, I told my roommate that the NBA suspended the season, and he's like, are you only going to talk about corks now if sports are suspended? <laughs> And I was like, oh, we're going to become sommeliers, I guess, at this point. I don't know. Um, there may not be a lot of sports to talk about for a little while. There will be plenty of things going on within sports that we can probably talk about. Um, like, in women's soccer, they're going to court, and that's just a mess. But um, <laughs> we will have content. It will just not all be happy content of, like, someone was upset and, like, there was this really good game. It will be more real life. Not that sports aren't real life, but I don't know. I feel like an aspect of entertainment is, like, it takes you out of, like, your day-to-day. Like, oh, yeah, I deal with injustices all the time. But Like, oh, no, I'm just watching these two teams. I hope nobody gets hurt, and I hope my team wins. Yeah. <laughs> So, we're not going to have games of the week this week, probably. Just because we, it might end up being pointless to discuss that. Um, but yeah, fun stuff. Okay, so I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, I guess I should give you, like, the backstory to this. I saw some folks, and they were like, hey, what are you going to talk about on Sports and Corks this week? They're like, you should talk about uh, LeBron and Giannis winning MVP. And, like, let's pretend that this NBA season hasn't been suspended because at this point it hadn't been. It wasn't even on the table from what we saw. And I was like, well, we're going to talk about one, which I can't believe I didn't write this down, but Wyoming was robbed of a Mountain West title. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And as soon as I said that, they're like, oh, my God, you guys don't even try to talk about things other than the teams you like. And I was like, we do try. But then we are entertained by the teams we like. And also Gonzaga wins. So there's a good reason to talk about them. And Wyoming somehow had like the most tragic season and then made a pretty good run in the Mountain West tournament and then lost to Utah State. Um, So, yes, got to talk about that because Utah State went on to win the Mountain West Tournament. So there's your fun fact of the week, people. Um, should there should the NCAA Tournament go on, Utah State and San Diego State should both be representing West Coast basketball. So that's a very positive thing. Um, but back to their original question of LeBron or Giannis going to be MVP. If you had to make an educated guess and the NBA wasn't suspended, <laughs> where... Who do you think's winning? My gut would say LeBron. Um, what do you think? I feel like people have been talking about Giannis all season. And so I was like, oh, I bet like Giannis. Like, I can see LeBron winning it, absolutely. But I feel like people have been talking about Giannis winning it, like, since before the season started. Yeah. Um, that's he. He has been. At the forefront of the conversation, for sure. And plus, he, like, just the—I mean, obviously, the Lakers are having a good year too. But um, I believe that the Bucks just got their tenth loss this season. Yeah. Which is pretty incredible. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I obviously see an argument for both. And I and like I do understand the argument for LeBron, where he's like especially in the last couple of months have just has just like picked it up and like been dominating. But 
I don't know. I'm not part of that where I can be like, ah, yes, LeBron or Giannis. But the streets were asking. (laughs) (laughs) And when the streets talk trash to us, I'm like, ah, fine, we'll... We'll talk about other things. So if you if there's a team that you feel like we're neglecting to pay attention to, let us know. We may end up just trolling the team, but it's fine. <laughs> Speaking so, of trolling. Yes, um, the Bachelor finale was last night, and what a ride it was. I just cannot with Peter and his family. Right? I, like... <sighs> A lot of my friends have been defending his mom, and that is my hot take. What? Yes. His mom was incredibly inappropriate in what she said on national television. Yes! That's what she did was bullying, I felt like, and I'm, like, not about it. Yeah. No! And, like, his... The way they shamed Madison, and, like, you and I have talked about this, where it's, like, the... like. I don't know. Like, why would you shame someone for, like, not wanting to sleep with your son? And I don't know that it's totally about that. No. In general, like, she feels like they're very incompatible, which, on paper, yeah, I feel like they are. But she just, like, really went below the belt, and I felt like it was not necessary. Well, I was talking to a friend about this this morning, where she's like, well, like, obviously, Madison and Peter, like, they aren't on the same page. Like, when they're talking about things, they're not talking about the same thing. And I'm like, well, first of all, Peter's kind of dumb. That's just, like, he's really dumb about these things. So maybe when he talks to Madison, it's like he's trying to get there. And she's very patient with him. And, like, it could work. It just, man, his mom and his dad. And, like... I know that, like, on Twitter, there's a lot of shade towards his mom. But I don't feel like his dad was very kind either. And his brother was definitely a bro <laughs> that I'm like, yikes, no one date this man. I think they said, I think his brother is like 25 and he does not look that old to me. No, he looks like a baby. Yeah. Like, he's like, I'm a senior at... Whatever school, I guess they're in his family's in California. So he's like, I'm a senior at UCLA and I rushed Kai, Sigma Kai, and uh, I'm just here for a good time, not a long time. Pass me a natty light. Yeah, that's like his, who his brother is. So, ugh, yikes. But I love that Hannah Ann was just like, yeah. no. She, um, I don't think that very many people liked her kind of throughout the season. And in this episode, I feel like everyone was just, like, super supportive of what she had to say. Um, as Just as, like, a, a viewer's perspective, I guess. Um, and I feel like she has probably so many people who, like, think that she did a great job in, in handling that. Um, I mean... Like, when I was 23, there's no way I would have handled that situation on cameras as well as she did. Uh, It's pretty crazy when you think about it. So, good for her. It it sucks. Like, the situation sucks. It's a bummer. Uh, But, um, you know, good for her her for handling it the way she did. Both her and Madison are 23. Mm -hmm. And that's just, like, so bizarre to think that... The contestants are so young. 
and they're like, okay, I'm 23 years old, I'm gonna go on this reality TV show, and hopefully I find the love of my life, which, like, if that is, if you truly believe that, my goodness, I just, I can't understand that, I need someone to explain that to me. Hannah Ann, throughout the season, I felt was just, like, kind of annoying, but not, like, problematic, she was just, I don't know, she wasn't very mean or anything like as a person she's fine she's just 23 and trying to get the attention of peter when there's like all these other women around and i get that like again that's the premise of the show is like you have to be more shiny than the woman next to you to get this scrubs attention Mm -hmm. which art imitates life (laughs) so Do you think they'll revisit, like, the women that were on this season of The Bachelor and pull one of them to be a bachelorette in a couple years? I feel like Hannah Ann has a pretty good chance at being the next bachelorette, um, like, after Claire. Oh, yeah. She'll be, like, 24, 25 by then. Yeah. Yep. She definitely has, like, the look, and I feel like she'd be... People are, like, now team Hannah Ann after her putting Peter in his place. Mm -hmm. I kind of want the next Bachelorette to be Victoria F. Okay. Just because of the entertainment value. It's mostly for that. I don't think that she or the men that would end up on the show would be truly looking for love. But they would just be, like, it would just be fun. Uh, It would. She is... One of a kind. Yeah, she's definitely a character. And I I think that she could... The way she would, like, navigate all of the camera situations, she was, like, a different different personality, kind of. Not really that, like... But everyone has their masks that they wear, and she was very good at, like, transitioning between each... Yes. with Whether she was with, like, the group of women or um, with Peter... So it would just be interesting to see how she navigates that with, like, 20 different men. Because you would know which ones she's like, oh, not feeling this guy. She would be very like, listen, stop it. But then the ones that she's into, she'd be like, hi! Oh my gosh. <laughs> Something I didn't realize is that she and Hannah Ann are, like, really close. They're always commenting on each other's Instagram photos. Oh, that's so sweet! Kind of surprised me, though. Didn't strike, they didn't strike me as, like, the... I don't know. I just didn't... It didn't seem like they were that close. Well, probably because they cut that footage out because it's not good tea. Yeah. Probably. Um, do you have a hot take this week since I already kind of... Yeah. So my hot take... I finished Love is Blind. And it was I, fine. Okay. Just uh, for, as a warning, I have not... Been. Yes. My hot take is not going to be about... Um, any of the particular people on the show. Um, I think the show is a very, the show itself. I'm not super fascinated by, cause I'm just like, Oh look, more people looking for love on a reality TV show when we could just like go back to engaging with the people around us. But what do I know? Um, I don't think there should be a second season of it. What? That is definitely hot. Yeah. Like, if they made a second season, I don't know if I'd watch it. What? And I... I'm very impressed. And, like, there are things about that I'm very impressed with. And so, like, the people... So the show was filmed in 2018. 
and that like wow, I did y- not realize that. yeah I I was like oh I wonder how long these people have been together and I watched the like final episode where it's like the reunion and they were like oh yeah we've been married and like the people that end up together like for over a year and I'm like oh my gosh and I'm like looking this up because I'm like oh my gosh when did these people like when would they've had to have gotten together it is we I would looked at people's Instagrams like a creep because that's who I am and the pictures that they've taken that they like took all of 2019 and into the beginning of 2020 where the pictures they share on Instagram like didn't share a single thing about the person they were with and they were just like normal pictures so if they like traveled like one person from one of the couples well the couple like went on a trip um to Europe and when before the show had come out this person was like oh just really enjoying this trip and it was just like all pictures of them but then now that the show's finished they're like oh like it was throwback to when like we went on this trip together and I'm like oh my goodness, like, I'm curious about the NDA. I'm curious if, like, all family and friends had to sign the NDA or if, like, they could only tell certain family and friends. Like, can you imagine not telling anyone? And, like, social media aside, but can you imagine, like, only telling, like, your two best friends, your parents, and Colin that you married someone after, and, like, even if it wasn't, like, after six weeks, but, like, that you couldn't tell anyone for, like, over a year after it happened. Yeah. Um, well, if I went on that show, my family would just own me, I'm pretty sure. Oh, that show's not as, like, trashy, though. Uh, I don't know. It's... Bleh. I wouldn't have a good place, but, um... No, I can't imagine that. That would be insane. It's mind-blowing. Just because I feel like so many people, when they're married their significant or their spouse is like such a major part of their lives that like you can't not share your what's going on mm-hmm. and now the show's big they're all like verified on the internet so they're doing speaking gigs and so the nice thing is i guess they had a year to prepare to like get that instagram influencer status ready to go I hope they were thinking about the business moves they could make uh, post-production. It is... It is wild. But I... that All that being said, like, as impressed as I am with, like, the producers, the cast members, their families, their friends not saying anything, I really don't think there should be another season of it. That, that seems... Yeah. It does real seem a little excessive. But I mean, I guess... It, the thing that's weird about this compared to the Bachelor and Bachelorette is that there's there was so much more of a delay between when it like was filmed and present day, you know? Yeah. Like for Bachelor and Bachelorette, they don't have to keep things a secret for like incredibly long. Yeah. Know? Um, before like the results are aired, I guess. So that is a big difference there. Which I guess it gives them a good amount of time, like producers, because they're not really trying to like poke the bear like you know the producers on the bachelor they're trying to poke the, or stir the pot not necessarily poke mm-hmm. the bear but like from bringing what hannah b is that her name yeah okay from bringing hannah b back to bringing that other victoria back to just like having that 
a man who plays the guitar, the country music man, um, be the concert that Peter and Victoria go to. Like, the producers on The Bachelor, are they have a game plan, and they just want to, like, start stuff. And I don't feel like the Love is Blind people necessarily did. Like, they didn't provoke people. I mean, they're about to be all, all we have when every sporting event gets postponed. Gotta find the shows you love. Uh, all right, moving on, I guess, from The Bachelor. So, The Bachelor and wine. What wine are you yeah, drinking? What? So, um, it's the Josh um, Sellers Prosecco, actually. Whoa! Um, it's kind of like tart, which is different, I feel like. Um, like citrusy apple kind of taste. Um, it's good by itself or with some orange juice or like grapefruit juice. So that is my recommendation this week. Um, what about you? Um, my recommendation of the week is Apothic White. A big, big Apothic fan. I am a big, I like their red blends and I like their white wines. I feel like they are relatively mild, like anyone can drink it and be like, ah, yes, I enjoy wine. Um, so yeah, it's an easy, it's easy to drink and easy to find. Like, you know, when you go to a new grocery store and you just like, can't be bothered with seeing like what their new wine selection is. Cause you're like, I just know I need wine. That's apothic. Time to peruse all of your options. <laughs> yes. And like, what if sometimes those options are bad? To do that, but sometimes not. Exactly. You get it. You get it. So, yeah, those, that's one of the, like, five go-tos I would say I have when I'm just like, I just want something that I can enjoy, a glass of wine after work, and it works. Um, and then some random sport updates. <laughs> yes. So you've been paying attention lately to some college wrestling. Um, yes. So for those of you who don't know, Wyoming is a wrestling school. I talked a lot of trash about the basketball program now they fired the coach. So if you're wanting to be the coach of the University of Wyoming Cowboys, you should slide into Tom Berman's DMs. Um, that'd just mostly be amusing. Um, but Wyoming is a, a very good wrestling school. Um, they've had a lot of wrestlers do pretty well in the last couple of years. And I think they've gone to the NCAA championships, like, I want to say the last four years, four or five years. Um, they have a really good head coach, Mark Branch. He used to wrestle at Oklahoma State. And um, so Wyoming, their heavyweight title, or the their wrestler that wrestles in the heavyweight, he won the heavyweight title at the Big 12 Championship. And I know you're thinking to yourself right now, Wyoming is not in the Big 12. And you are correct. Um, but fun fact about Wyoming sports, they are in three different conferences most sports are in the Mountain West. Wrestling is in the Big 12, and men swimming and diving is in the WAC. <laughs> so, uh, it just it just is what it is when, like, the Mountain West does not have all of the... Not every school in the conference has this sport. So, um, Wyoming, and along with a couple other schools in the West, like, West and Midwest are part of the Big 12, and it's a pretty good conference for wrestling. Um, the Big 12 and the Big 10 are very good, I would say. 
and then three Wyoming wrestlers are going to the NCAA championships this year. So, like, that's pretty fun. Yeah. Good for Wyoming. Oh, yes. Good, good brand recognition. Yes. <laughs> you love to see it. Um, and you love to see it when the U.S. Women's National Team wins yet another thing. They won the She Believes Cup. Um, they just beat Japan 3-1. to one. They, they look pretty good. They played very well. And uh, given what's going on with their, like, legal issues, um, they continue to bring it. Like, I'm impressed that they don't let the off-field nonsense affect the fact that they just keep winning. Like, they just had a new head coach take over. And um, he's 10-0. and 0. He's having a 10-0 and 0 start. I'm just like, wow, must be nice to be a really good coach of a, of a national team. <laughs> must be a good good thing. They sold out the um, stadium they were playing in tonight. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness. It was a big stadium in Texas, like in Frisco. And I'm like, wow, look at that. Women's soccer. Don't tell me no one's into it. Oh, Absolutely. People are obsessed with They They are, but the whole... Yeah. I mean, like, in, it's getting... Women's soccer is getting so prominent, especially in this country, is, like, the, the women's team continues to just, like, do well. And, like, they ha- I think they have to keep doing well so that they can keep their, um, their, like, equal pay conversation alive, which is very unfortunate because they should be getting paid well and they are getting more, like, support from fans than the men's team because the men's team doesn't do as well. And, um, yeah, it's just, I mean, as we all know, life's not fair, so it really is not fair that they have to, like, not only just be the most dominant team in the world to even be heard. But like they aren't even getting paid what they should be getting paid. So um, if it comes to (laughs) no, everything being suspended, we'll be covering the news of sports and probably lots of wine because we are not lawyers. We do not understand the law as well as we probably could. (laughs) I took one semester of sports law, and um, I don't feel like it really prepared me to comment. I took one semester of business law, and I still confuse libel and slander. I do not belong in this arena. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you have any personal plugs? I cannot say that I do this week. That's fair. Um, You know, go follow Sports and Corks on Twitter and Instagram. It's Sports and Corks. Um, and is spelled out. It's not the and percent. And, um, you know, tell a friend. Tag us on either platform. Get more friends to listen. Again, we might be leaning very heavily into the Corks side of this very soon. Um, <laughs> so if you have some wine recommendations, let us know. We will take them happily. We'll try them and, um, you know, report back. And then, 
Mm-hmm. That I just realized. Yeah. So when I went to Target today, I was like just grocery shopping, whatever, going about my normal business. And, but of course, I had to see for myself what all of the talk has been about. So I go down the aisles that I like have, would usually have like disinfectant wipes and toilet paper. Not a, not a single one to be found. Just Oof. completely empty shelves. But the wine section <laughs> was very well stocked. So. I'm like, where are people's priorities at? What if you can't go out and get a glass of wine? And you're stuck at home. You know? Oh my gosh. You made a, a very valid point. Stock up on wine. Because what if you can't leave? But not so much that there's a shortage. Yeah, don't make it there. Well, the nice thing is... There are lots of people who probably won't buy wine. They'll go with beer. Like, mm-hmm. it'll be more evenly distributed because everyone uses toilet paper in this country. Not everyone drinks wine. Sure. Like, most people under 21 aren't really drinking wine. They need juice boxes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just was kind of surprised that they weren't at least a little low, but, you know. I mean, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. um and then um listen to the other the other tailgate society pods um you can subscribe to them on apple podcasts and spotify and then you'll just get all of them into your feed including ours and check out the content um we're working on a munch madness bracket of all the, like, good snacks to eat while watching basketball. So, uh, we have tweeted things out that you can, like, engage in what we should be including on this bracket, and then we'll be sharing said bracket here soon. So, um, you know, look out for that. It's a very fun thing that happens this time of year. I'm always intrigued. Half the thing, not half the things, but, like, a good number of things that end up on the bracket. I'm like, I've never heard of this, but it sounds fine or I'm like this is exceptionally midwestern I hope it gets voted out um not to throw shade at the midwest but sometimes y'all be tripping (laughs) what is the bigger than sports moment so I think we all need a lot of bigger than sports this week a good one so um one of the guys who's a student manager for Gonzaga men's basketball um he's the nephew of Dan Monson who was the coach um, back when Gonzaga, um, you know, was kind of, like, first starting to become good and, like, just start um, all the wins that they've had since the late 90s. Um, So this kid, he um, was paralyzed in a hunting accident from the weeks down um, in 2014, and the Gonzaga men's basketball team visited him at the hospital in Spokane. Um, this was back when I was in college, and the players, you know, kept in touch with him and stuff. Um, and then he ended up becoming a manager for the team. And during senior night, um, was that last week? I can't keep track of time these days. Anyways, uh, he walked out onto the court to be recognized um, with a walker, which was a super um, powerful moment. So, just. Um, really emotional for Gonzaga fans. People kind of know this story, obviously for him and his family as well. Um, but just, just a really good, feel good story. He's studying sport management at Gonzaga too. He's your people. 
in more ways than one. That's so happy. You love to see it. Mm -hmm. That is all I have this week before we become sommeliers. Do you have any other things to share? Um, I hope we don't have to become sommeliers for these particular reasons. Same. Um, But, um, no, I think that's about it. Uh, Insert the Elmo fire in the (laughs) background gif. That's all we got. All right. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Emily and Emily, sports and court.